Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Liz Cheney is warning her party. Reciting Democrat talking points. A Republican conference chair. We all need to be working as one. The Republicans are further away from trying to figure out who they are and what they stand for. 100% of my focus is on stopping this new administration. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views, Tom and Benny and Clark and you, and it is Political Trivia Day. Your category, Cinco de Mayo. I know it was yesterday, but I was in the Cinco de Mayo mood when I came up with the questions. So, uh, fun question. We'll uh, get to it in a little bit. Cinco de Mayo in politics. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a uh, it was a battle, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a battle yeah. down uh, south of the border between the French and the uh, Mexicans. So, guess who I heard from today? The person that you replaced, Sadie Klaus. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She uh, sent me a little uh, text message, which I found very interesting. I think she thought that we would find it very interesting. She has decided to go ahead and get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine shot. And, uh, look, I'm not a anti-vaccine Nazi, nor am I a vaccine Nazi. If you want the vaccine, great. Go ahead and get the vaccine. Fortunately for me, I actually got the immunity through getting the virus, so I've decided not to get it, at least not yet. And, uh, you know, unless the, the governor comes and puts a gun to my head, I don't plan to. But, you know, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not uh, I guess I'm a little dogmatic against getting it. But uh, anyway, I digress. She has decided to get the vaccine, and so where she is, she made a, an appointment at a CVS pharmacy to get the vaccine. And uh, they decided, well, well, I guess as protocol, she they gave, uh, she gave them her email, and they, they, or her cell phone, I should say, and they sent her a text. Guess what the text said? CVS vaccine. Tap this link to check on arrival. Your appointment is today at 11 a.m. Make sure you bring your insurance card, face covering, and make sure you bring a legal ID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So apparently, apparently. Did she feel disenfranchised? Uh, well, I don't know, but I mean, just <laughs> stop and think about this. So apparently certain people in our society can't get the vaccine because they don't have a legal ID. Imagine that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that is unbelievable. You know, it, that brings up this whole ID issue with voting. I, I just cannot have engage in a conversation with somebody when they start talking about this disenfranchised. Huh. I, I'm telling you, I just about want to challenge somebody to come to this station that doesn't have an ID. I don't think they exist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll give you a hundred bucks. If you can show up and prove to us that you do not have a, a, a form of, you know, some sort of ID, Benny will give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> you got to prove it, though. Yeah, you got to prove it. You got to prove it. Because can you prove the negative? Um, speaking of uh, the whole voter ID and the craziness out there, Mark Robinson. Got a little national FaceTime. He's, he's gotten, I mean, he's getting a lot of national FaceTime. He, he was on Glenn Beck this morning. Yeah. Talking about um, critical race theory and what he was going to do to fight against it in North Carolina. And, and um, 
and also, I mean, he was dispelling the the myth of systemic racism in the United States, and he was actually very critical, as I have been, of corporate America, of pushing this idea and, and, and enabling the Democrats to really divide this country based on race. Well, we were talking yesterday about how Koch has tried to begin to walk it back. You know, they jumped in with both feet, as has Delta. And uh, you mentioned that your family is no longer drinking Coke. I, I just don't drink soft drinks anyway. But, um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of people. Obviously, Coke has gotten the message. Uh, you know, go drink Pepsi. The NNO has got a, a bunch of interesting stories out today. The North Carolina Republican Party and their lawmakers in Raleigh, who are concerned about what students are being taught in class, could require schools to post online what materials the teachers are using. It's called the Academic Transparency Bill. The House passed it today, or yesterday, I should say. It would require school districts and charter schools with 400 or more students to list online what instructional materials they used in the past school year. Does that sound oppressive? (laughs) Apparently it is. Um, yeah, uh, the, the Dems are going nuts. Uh, our own Candy Smith from Pitt County said we have to be very careful when trying to micromanage for no reason because that is what this is. We have teachers teaching in schools for years, and all of a sudden for this to come up as an issue at the same time that we've had a lot of racial situations and people trying to say now that we don't have any systemic racism, and we don't want things to be taught. I, I, I don't, I mean, that is such a rambling statement. I'm not sure what to make of it, but... Um, but I'm not surprised. But, but, but uh, Representative Smith, I mean, that's the very reason why they want this out there, because we, the parents w- would like to see the kids taught how to, be, how to read, how to write, how to do arithmetic, I mean, the basic three R's, and what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? is is It sounds like you're very much defending critical race theory. Oh, she is. I mean, I'm, I guarantee you she is. And how, how in the world is asking, could you please show us at the end of the year what curriculum you've used? How is that micromanaging? Mm. <laughs> could you please explain that to me? The bill now goes to the Senate, the North Carolina, and this is a surprise. This is a shocker. The North Carolina Association of Educators called the legislation teacher abuse and urged people to sign a letter asking the Senate not to pass the bill. I'm asking you to please send a letter or a phone call or an email to your state senator and ask them to please pass the bill. Quote, how does the North Carolina General Assembly celebrate National Teacher Appreciation Week? NCAE said in its Action Alert Wednesday, they pass a bill that undermines academic freedom and punishes creative teaching, of course. Sounds about right to us. Academic freedom. Punishing creative teaching. Creative teaching. We don't need creative teaching. We need some back-to-the-basics teaching. Academic freedom. You have gotten so much freedom that you don't, you don't educate. You indoctrinate. Just like in Virginia. I mean, we might be at this point soon in North Carolina. Virginia is getting rid of advanced math courses. 
in Virginia schools. And replacing it with some sort of critical race theory garbage. Yeah, they're saying for, for equity reasons, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Now, how many parents, and again, I, you know, the, the one silver lining out of this whole COVID deal is that there are a lot of folks that have said enough is enough. My kids have to be educated. They have to have some sort of in-person learning. And listen, I, I please, as, as I, we talk about this, we, uh, it, it's, it's hard to address these issues, and somebody out there is thinking we're painting every teacher as some commie. We're not, we're not doing that. There are good teachers out there, and if you're a teacher and you're doing your job well, uh, we have one particular teacher down in the southern part of our listening area. He calls here quite often. Uh, he would probably concur with what we're saying, but he does a great job. And there's other teachers like him who do, do, does a great job day after day. They look at it as a calling. God bless you. But the one silver lining out of this COVID is that there are a lot of parents have discovered alternatives that are working well. I've used this example before, but my one daughter, she decided she never thought in a million years she'd be a homeschool mom. But she's a homeschool mom, and you know what? She likes it, and her daughter likes it, and she's doing pretty well. Uh, both the daughter and, and mom are doing pretty well. But um, that's the silver lining is people are finding alternatives. What's interesting, though, is the Charlotte Observer came out with an op-ed today going after alternative forms of schooling. Particularly, they went after Senate leader Phil Berger, and the whole idea of vouchers. Now, I ran for the state Senate back in 96. And at the time I was running, one of the things I was a, a big proponent of, and boy, I got hammered on this, was school vouchers. I guess I was ahead of my time. The Charlotte Observer writes, Senate leader Phil Berger has long described the school voucher program he pushed through in 2013 as a way to enable poor families to afford private school tuition. Now, that claim is being dropped in favor of offering vouchers to families earning well over the state medium income. At a 2019 news conference, Berger said in 2013, we created Opportunity Scholarships Program to provide low-income families an amount up to $4,200 per year to access the education pathway best suited for the kids. Last year at another news conference, he cited his concern about a single mother who could not afford the best school for her child without state help. School choice should not be a privilege only for those who can afford it, he said. What was true then isn't true now. Problem is, it was never true, says the Charlotte Observer. The low-income kids were props for launching a program to expand school choice overall. Sound a little defensive on behalf of the North Carolina Association of Teachers. Eligibility for the state-supported voucher has risen since the program was initiated and may now rise again. On Tuesday, Senate Republicans passed a bill that will increase the current 4,200 voucher cap by $1,650 and raise the level of income eligibility as well. Under Senate Bill 671, a family of four would qualify with an income as high as $85,794 the medium income for a family of four in North Carolina is 87505 The bill passed 29 to 20 with all Republicans and one Democrat of Cumberland County voted for it. Well, in the world of progressives, that would be uh, called bipartisan, I think. Wouldn't yeah, it? I would think yeah. so. The House also passed a voucher bill that would keep the current income eligibility at 7200 So this is over in the House. 
for a family of four, but raise the maximum payment. Republicans hope a combined version of the two measures will attract enough Democrats to survive a likely veto by Roy Cooper. Of course he will. The Senate's bill rising eligibility levels speaks to what has been going on all along and the reason why this editorial board has opposed vouchers from the start. The idea isn't to give children a chance to escape a high-poverty public school. That was a pretext. The real idea is to eventually give parents of all incomes a chance to send their children to private schools at the public's expense. Well, guess what? I mean, even if you take this $4,200 and add $1,650 to it, this is a lot less expensive than what the taxpayer is currently paying for government schools. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot less. And I'm just talking about operational costs. I'm not talking about bricks and mortar. Bricks and mortar is above and beyond the operational cost. The operational cost, I, I mean, I used to follow that pretty carefully, but I'm sure it's, it's probably close to three times the amount that you were paying, maybe more than that, than you're paying for this private school tuition. The fact of the matter is... If, if we just if the if the government today the state government today just says you know what we're going to close down the public schools and everybody's going to go private now I know that's not going to happen because if it happened overnight we'd be in big trouble there wouldn't be enough private schools or parochial schools or whatever to be able to accommodate that but the truth of the matter is Charlotte observer this is a less expensive way to go they go on to say that approach undermines public schools but that's the point. Those who would privatize K-12 education first have to break confidence in public schools. Folks, that happened a long time ago. (laughs) If the public school system was doing a great job, this wouldn't be happening. You did not see public schools, private schools, parochial schools, charter schools. You did not see the demand for them back in the 50s and 60s and even in the 70s. You didn't see it. Why? Because the school system was doing its job. And you can thank Jimmy Carter's. Was it Jimmy Carter that started the Department of Education? Yeah. 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 Thank him. Yeah. It's gone downhill ever since. Oh, yeah. Federalize it, and uh, suddenly they're sending out the dictates and the liberal dictates. And when you look at that cost per student, and, and you know, the progressives, the Democrat Party, likes to get all over about North Carolina's cost per student and what they spend. But you look what's in that. They need to spend more on, more on teachers more on program, and less on people in these central offices toting, Thank co- you. toting coffee to each other all the Thank day. Thank you. And, and just filling up these useless federal reports to send to Washington. And I, 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 people, whenever you touch this, it's like touching the third rail. Oh, yeah. People go nuts because, and again, let me say there's some good teachers out there, but you're absolutely right. The administration is overly large. I'm not talking about the individual, although some of them might be. Uh, but the uh, there's too many of them, and boy, the people at the top they uh, they do very well. Thank you very much. Spend the money in the classroom, and that includes the teachers that are in yeah. the classroom. That's the way I look at it. But. And the question is, how how is it that these? I mean, in all honesty, the, these little private Christian schools they're run on a shoestring, mm-hmm. and yet the results. I mean, I, I can't vouch for every one of them, but overall, the results are pretty good. Anyway, we got to take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Love to hear from you. If you're a teacher and you want to complain, go ahead and give us a call. 561-8255. We'll be right back. 
If your mom was president, the pandemic would be over. Cover your mouth when you cough. Did you wash your hands? Spending bills wouldn't be an issue. What? You think I'm made of money? There would be no border crisis. I'm going to count to three. Don't make me come down there. And maybe there would be peace. I don't care who started it. Knock it off. Vote Mom 2024. I do not approve of this message or of what you've been eating. Let me fix you something. This message paid for by kids for a happy Mother's Day on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Now back to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy. All right. (laughs) That's a good one. That was a good one, Clark. Our uh, crack producer, Clark Willis, putting that together. That's funny. Good stuff. <laughs> Take a look at your weather forecast tonight. Partly cloudy, low around 53. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m., 50% chance. So uh, we'll have some parts of the day will be sunshine, some will be rain. It's going to be cool, though. 68 for a high tomorrow. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, around 47 for a low. The weekend looks great, though. Sunny on Saturday with a high of 72. Sunday, mostly sunny, a high near 82 for Mother's Day. Get out and make sure you get mom something. Uh, weather brought to you by, and your Mother's Day encouragement, brought to you by the Ironwood Golf and Country Club, voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. There are the the membership is growing out there. So if you want to get in with no initiation fees, in all honesty, you, you need to respond. It's a good time to join. The weather's turning nice. It won't be long before the pools open. Tennis courts, clay tennis courts, golf, and so much more. Give them a call two five two seven five two forty six fifty three. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. Two five two seven five two forty six fifty three. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. During it's perfect golf weather. This oh weekend. my! Oh Sat- well, unfortunately tomorrow is going to be raining. But yeah. after that, yeah, Saturday is Saturday, Sunday is perfect. perfect. Uh, did you see the Bruce Jenner interview last night? Um, I know um, Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's always going to be Bruce for me. I'm sorry. I just I I can't. I'm I'm that politically incorrect. I can't do it. <laughs> um, as you pointed out, and yes, it jumped out at me too. We're talking about this during the break. The man hands. <laughs> oh, my. The man hands. I just think about that Seinfeld uh, episode where the man hands episode where uh, Jerry was dating this girl that she was attractive, but she had man, <laughs> man hands. And she was breaking she was breaking the lobster in half with her hands. <laughs> I just uh, well, was thinking about that. It might have been night. Bruce Jenner. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway, I mean, as you said, you know, his answers coming from almost anyone else you'd say wow those are really good conservative answers I like well, what he said yeah you know, he, he had a message and a good message I you mean, said he see okay. see it's it's Sorry. what happens i know i don't blame you I'm, I'm right there with you look i i just keep all i can think about him on the uh, wheaties box <laughs> i mean gosh he made me eat wheaties as a kid because everybody huh? wanted to be bruce jenner huh? Huh? and it was all like, american boy and it was like eating now he's the all american girl yeah <laughs> And, I mean, Wheaties was like eating dry hay or something. But, you know, hey, we all did it. But anyway, you're saying his answers. No, I mean, he just, I, I mean, he really had a good message for conservatives, but, but really a good message for independents. Uh, for, you know, if I was just put myself as a Californian that's kind of middle of the road, which I'm, there's a few of them out there, I guess. Um, I, 
You know what? I think he's going to get some traction in California. I think he's going to get some traction, but I think he's going to have the same issue that Mitt Romney had when he was running for president. I think there will be certain people out there that would just have a hard time pulling the lever, even though his his ideology is correct. It, it, you know, there's people out there that couldn't vote for Mitt Romney because he was a Mormon. Yeah. And I think there's going to be certain people out there that just say, you know, OK, if there's anybody else, I'd, I'd vote for him. But I can't vote for him because of his uh, transgenderism. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not defending that. I'm just saying that I think in, in all reality, that's going to be an issue. And I think it's going to be a, a bigger challenge for him. Uh, and what, now the, the he is going to be running, I guess, if the recall succeeds and there's a new election, right? Yeah, I think. It, otherwise, it, it, it it'll works. be two, otherwise it'll be two years from now. Yeah, it works strange out there. Um, hmm. I, I I don't know. It's really com- There's a lot of states that don't work that way. How's that recall works? But I mean, when they have the recall election, if Gavin Newsom, I think if he doesn't get fifty percent, right, they, they got to get fifty percent of the vote, and they had recall election. It's just kind of winner take all, basically, isn't it? I, you know, it, we'll have to dig up and find it. But may, if, hey, if one of our listeners knows the rules of this uh, recall in, in uh, California, call us five six one eight two five five. But I, yeah, I, I think you, you first have a vote for the recall. Right. If he doesn't get fifty percent, then you have to hold a new election. He's out basically, and I guess the lieutenant governor fills in in the meantime. But you'd have a new election for the the new governor. The um, speaking of elections. The Republican lawmakers in Raleigh want to change North Carolina's mail-in voting rules so that people would no longer be allowed to wait until Election Day or even several days before to put their ballots in the mail. The bill advancing in the North Carolina House of Representatives would prohibit election officials from counting any mail-in ballots that get delivered after 5 p.m. on Election Day. That would be a substantial change from the current law. This change will result in thousands of ballots being thrown in the trash said Caroline Fry, who works with voting rights group Democracy NC. Uh, Ashley, Ms. Fry, it would result in people being responsible enough to get their ballots sent in in a timely manner. House, I mean, take some responsibility onto yourself. Now, th- they also have said that, um, you know, well, we can't rely on the Postal Service. I, I can't argue with that, <laughs> you know. Hey, Tom, we just got a Christmas card uh, a couple weeks ago from the post office. Well, listen, I, I, we did not get mail at my – now, every, normally, every day that the mail is delivered, we get something. Sometimes we get a lot. I'm talking about my office. Sometimes we get a lot. Sometimes we get several. Sometimes we just get one or two. Five days in a row, we had no mail delivered just within the last couple of weeks. And uh, finally – it started flowing again, I, but uh, there, there's a lot missing. And in all honesty, there have been a number of uh, m- pieces of mail that we were looking for that have never shown up. And I, I'm, um, my wife, who works in our office, went and talked to the people at the post office, and they acted like they were shocked. I'm sure they, you know, that's probably something they put on. I'm, I'm sorry to sound so cynical. Then I looked online, and apparently it's happening all over the United States. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the post, and, you know, they're blaming it on COVID. It's all COVID's fault. I, but, had, I had a client send a package from Atlanta, certified package, the Postal Service. 
It took um, six weeks to get here. Wow. Well, I mean, and and so at, at our office, we're now going through the process of just switching all of our you know accounts receivable over to uh, direct deposit. Right. And and I, everybody's going to have to do that. And eventually, between email and direct deposit. Uh, I, I, you know, the the post office will put itself out of business, well, post, which is interesting. Yeah. The post office is one of the few things the federal government is actually mandated to do. Yeah, and basically they're basically a, a contract carrier for Amazon. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's that's what you you look at the you look at what they have in their in their postal vehicles, and they're just full of Amazon packages. Getting back to this uh, this law, this uh, House Bill seven eighty two. Um, one woman, Vera Insko, a Democrat from Chapel Hill, said, mm, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> if it passed into law, she said, people who vote by mail would probably need to get their ballot 10 days before the election is safe. But there's a lot that can change in the last 10 days of an election, she said. In those 10 days, I could learn something about a candidate that made my uh, that made me change my mind. So this bothers me a little bit that we're treating mail-in ballot voters differently from those people to go to the polls. Well, lady, if that's true, why are you not opposed to early voting? Mm. I hey, mean, this, she would be yeah. the same person that oh, would yeah. say, well, we need to start early voting a month ahead of time. B- bottom line, I think, if you, unless you're military, deployed military, and someone with a, a true doctor-verified medical or health issue— Get your butt and go vote on election day. Yeah, that's my that's my. Opinion. I, I, that's I'd I'd love to see us just go back to one day voting. Five six one eight two five five. Tom from Bellhaven's on the line. Hey Tom, good to have you with us. Hey Tom, how you guys doing today? Doing well. Good. I have. I didn't call about the law in California. Nothing about California. Really don't want to know anything about California. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm what I'm concerned about. We need to change the term politically correct. All right, what do you got in mind? There is nothing right about political anything. (laughs) Yeah. But my biggest worry, you know, I'm I'm 62 years old. Um, This past election was the first time I have ever voted in this country. Really? Simply because of a deep distrust of government. And so what happened? The government has done more now to show me that it can't be trusted than anything I've ever been through. Well, what is your solution? What's your alternative? I don't know that there is one. Um, I sit back and I'm amazed at what's going on. I sit back and I watch people wanting to do away with our Constitution, wanting to do away with the laws and the and the way that the government or the way that our laws are are, are you know our justice system uh they want to do away with police let's, let's have chaos um if they do away with the laws and they do away with the police i can almost guarantee you that it would be a lot bloodier without them than with them um yeah i think yeah a, i mean when you have when you have mob rule uh, and all you got to do is read history. When you have anarchy and mob rule, it's it's pretty ugly. It's pretty bloody. Yeah, and mob justice is going to be worse than than uh, having you know a justice system that we that we that we currently have. Um, I, you know, it just it's 
scary right now. I think a lot of people are really scared. I think the people that we have, the Republican uh, representatives, and that's another thing. I'm, I'm just about fed up hearing leaders. These people are not our leaders. They're supposed to be our representatives. Um, but every time someone talks about them, they say, well, our leader's this and our leader's that. That's not what they are. Right. Um, it, didn't, it never said no taxation without leaders. It said no taxation without representation. Right. And it, it's just these people consider themselves leaders of this country, and that's not what they are. Yeah, the whole um, idea was we'd have a citizenry um, government where, you know, hey, Benny's going to go up and serve for a couple of years. He'll come back, and then Tom will go up from Bellhaven. He'll serve for a couple of years. Then, you know, that was the idea that we'd all pitch in. And it was more like an obligation. It was more like you know yes. having having a place on the, the local board. To, it was a personal sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it was. It was a personal sacrifice, and and you know now it takes millions of dollars. Well, your 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 average man is not going to come up with millions of dollars. A crook can come up with millions <laughs> of dollars, uh, but your average man is not going to come up with millions of dollars. And they're taking advantage of this system. They're not interested in the American. They're not interested in the American citizen. They're interested in staying in that office. Bingo. And getting that I paycheck. I will do anything. No, you're so, right. You're I, right. That's all I had to say. Uh, no, great point. I, let me let me just encourage you though, and and um, you know, you, you sound like someone who has really thought through the issues, but but don't give up completely. And I, I'm. In a lot of ways, I'm right there with you, and I, I do have a lot of concerns, but I'd also encourage you to hang in there as long as you can, keep voting, and um, keep praying. Well, I sure would like to. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. the call. You know, Tom, um, I can't tell you how many people that I heard say the same thing that Tom just said that really shocked me that said that they had never voted before people that i i thought were engaged now what i should ask tom is why did you vote this last time mm -hmm. and um and i and i know many of them i mean some were just trumpers i mean they really like trump's message right. of telling it like it is and that type of thing but some of them just saw what the other result would be and what where the country was right. going and i even talked to um i've talked to a couple of three Former military people that never voted until this election. It just shocked me. Did any? Did they tell you how they voted? Oh yeah, they were definitely voting for Trump. Yeah, isn't that curious? Uh, and and my hunch is from what Tom said. Now I, I can't speak for him, but my hunch is he probably voted for Trump as well because you know Trump was the anti-politician, anti-establishment. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so all these examples, and I, I, you know, we're just talking about a handful of personal examples here, but they all voted for Trump, and yet. 81 million came up and voted for, for Joe Biden. I don't think so. Hey, let's loosen things up. Let's play a little political trivia, shall we? 561-8255. Your category, Cinco de Mayo. All right, give us a call. Got a great prize package. 561-8255. Political trivia when we get back.
All right, welcome back in. It is time for political trivia. Your category Cinco de Mayo, 561-8255. Still have at least one line open. Give us a call. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's Chrysler. What happened to our music? Just disappeared on me. <laughs> we need the mood set. Yeah, I mean, come on now. We've got to have some excitement here. Your your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, a gift certificate from Fit for Life, including two free training sessions, a $60 diagnostic card from University PC Care for any iPhone or PC repair, free round of golf at Ironwood, including card, a $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno, a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Remember, if you or anyone in your family has won in the last 60 days, well, let a 60 days pass before you play again. First up is Joe from Blunt Creek. Hey, Joe. How are you, sir? Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you today? Doing well. Good to hear from you. You ready to play? Yes. All right, here you I go. I am. All right, Cinco de Mayo is your category. Here's a question. Yesterday, Cinco de Mayo was celebrated. May 5th marks the day of Mexico's major victory over the larger, more powerful French army in the Battle of Pueblo, when France sought both money and land as repayment for unpaid loans to Mexico. It is not actually a major holiday in Mexico, However, in the celebration of Cinco de Mayo, Americans consumed 162 million of what? Wow. 162 million. Oh. What do you think? No idea. <laughs> Take a wild guess, Joe. <laughs> consumed what? Beers. That's not it. So Beer. you, you, it, beers is not it, but that's a good guess. That would have been on the top of my list, too. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. 561-8255. Let's go to Reeve. Hey, Reeve. Hey, Reeve. Hey, I love what you, hi. Hey, I love what you guys are doing. I love your show. Oh, thank you, thank Reeve. You. Appreciate it. What do you think? What yesterday, Cinco de Mayo? How about a clue? How about a clue? How about a clue? Um, eh, too early for a clue. What do you think? Uh, the first thing I thought of was margarita. Margaritas! That'd be good, but that's not it. That'd be a lot of margaritas. Thank you, Reeve. Yeah. Five six one eight two five five. Who's next? Amy. Amy. Hey, Amy. Hey, Amy. Hey, how are y'all? Doing well. Good. good to hear from you. What do you think? What did Americans consume yesterday? 162 million of them. Uh, I'm going to say tacos. Tacos. That was another good guess. Not it. That is not it. Thank you, Amy. I have <laughs> uh, will you Thank call you back? Guys. Call back. Five six one eight two five five. Who you got? Terry. Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey, Terry. Hi. How are you? Doing well. What do you think? Yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Americans were consumed one hundred sixty-two million of these. Hot dogs. Not it. They did not. I don't think hot dogs are a real high on the list on Cinco de Mayo. Good guess. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Don. Hey Don. Hey Don. All right. Maybe hey, now. Be- maybe now it's time for a hint, Don. Or do you think you've got it? No, I think I need a clue. All right. This something, depending on how you consume it, you might not even realize that it was part of the celebration. Ooh, uh, limes. Limes is a good guess. That was one of Benny's guesses. That's not it, though. Good guess. That is a good guess. Five six one eight two five five. 
Ah, and not not it. Five six one eight two five. Who we got there, uh, Clark? Oh, Amy is back. Hey, Amy. Try it again, Amy. <laughs> I'll take another crack at it. All it's right, what do you think? Shots. Say again. Tequila shots. Tequila shots. <laughs> Not uh, it. That is good guess. Cool. Not it. That brings up bad memories. The phones are ringing, and Clark is a- answering as quick as we can, as quick as he can. Um, five six one eight two five five. Maybe it's time for another clue. What do you think? Who we got, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. Yes. Hey, Jeff. You are you ready for hey. another clue? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. First clue was. Depending on how you consume it, you might not even realize it was a part of your celebration. Second clue is when you go to eat it, visually, this product does not have a lot of appeal. Um, Avocados. That's it. There you go. Congratulations, Jeff. You got it. Avocados. 162 million of them Americans consumed yesterday. Where are you calling from, Jeff? Uh, from Newburn. All right, Jeff from Newburn. Hang on. Good Clark job. will get all your information. Congratulations, and Benny and I will be right back. Sit up straight, honey. Stop slouching. You're too handsome to be slumped over like that. Thanking mom. Do your homework. For all the love. Eat your vegetables. Nurturing. Do the dishes. And guidance. Take out the trash. Get off your damn phone. Stop hitting your sister! Happy Mother's Day. She's the best mom in the world, and I love her to pieces. I'm thankful for all she does, and that I love her. From the guys that bring you the best examples to look up to, Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 at 103.7. I love you, honey. Thank you, Mom. That's a good one. That is a good one. Congratulations, Jeff Littlejohn from Newburn, North Carolina. He got it right. Yesterday, Americans... Approximately ate 162 million of what? Avocados. I'm surprised you could get enough people to pick that many. I mean, everybody's that, that is, out of work. Yeah, that's a lot of avocados. Yeah. So we were talking yesterday about this uh, juror number 52, Brandon Mitchell. Just sort of mentioned it towards the end of the program. And here we are at the end of the program again. But um, you know, he was one of the jurors in the Derek Chauvin trial found Derek Chauvin guilty. And um, it has now come out. He's, uh, he was juror number 52. He's a podcaster, a basketball coach. And this is what he said. Uh, and, and yesterday, I, I told you what the questions were related to. Have you ever been to a anti-police rally? Have you ever, uh, as any of your family members have ever been? And he said no. He was in a uh, news uh, interviewed him in the last couple of days. Here's what he said about the controversy of have you ever been to these rallies? I attended any protests for George Floyd or anything for police brutality. Uh, my answer was no, because I hadn't. Um, this this particular march was for more so for voting, voter registration, getting people out to get out and vote for the presidential election that was upcoming a couple of months afterward. And this was the only one that you attended? Correct. This is the only thing I attended. You did not attend the protest for, on behalf of George Floyd or anything like that? No, I didn't. did none of that. Well, uh, guess what the name of the rally that he attended was? It was entitled "Get Your Knee Off Our Rec- or Off Our Necks March." That was the name of the rally. <laughs> um, when uh, the, one of the speakers was uh, Al Sharpton, and um, 
George Floyd's brother got up and spoke and said, thank you all to the crowd that was there, to my sister Bridget, to my attorney Tony, my wife, my sister uh, Tonya, to my nephew Brandon. I'm so overwhelmed right now with everybody right here right now. Man, I wish George were here to see this right now. That's who I'm marching for. I'm marching for George. Anybody and anybody else who lost their life to evil. <laughs> mm. No, I've never been to a, a anti-police march. No, I've never been in a, George Floyd. He he said I I don't I don't remember even owning a uh, George Floyd T-shirt. On the T-shirt was a picture of George Floyd and um, Derek Chauvin. And right, right across the shirt, it had the words, get your knee off our necks. Someone has found a picture of him doing his podcast wearing the T-shirt. Mm. I think this appeal is looking mighty good for the I defense. think it's got to look great. And here's the other thing, too, that makes it really interesting. He has come out now and said that the deliberation, while originally they said uh, it— took four to five hours. Now, the first report, initially the first report was they were in deliberation for 10 hours. He confirmed that the jury had actually decided in four to five hours. But he also said, we could have had it done in 20 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Except there was one person in there, and there's always, he says, he's, now I guess he's an expert. He said, there's always one person in there that just has to examine everything six ways from Sunday. And that's my paraphrase of what he said. So we could have been done in 20 minutes, you know, which you got to ask yourself, okay, he's upset that there was one guy in there that really wanted to examine everything. That took his oath responsibly is what he did. Took it seriously. (laughs) Took it responsibly. Said, let's really examine the facts. And this guy was upset with him. Mm. What do you think this guy said to him to dissuade him to go ahead and hang the guy? Fear. Yeah. Fear. And so, um, which makes it all the more reasonable that the defense for Derek Chauvin would, as as you say, would have a a real good shot at getting a retrial. Mm. And by the way, I, I, I don't have time to go into it all, but apparently this isn't the only reason why Derek Chauvin should get a retrial. But um, you can't we'll see have, where it goes. Yeah, you can't have mob justice, or you don't have justice. Um, there is, yeah, that mob no. justice is no justice. No, mm. none at all. Hey, congratulations again to Jeff Littlejohn from Newburn, our political trivia winner. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll do it again tomorrow at five o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye, bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.